0: This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics in Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free.
1: Hi, you're listening to the Cinemile. I'm Dave. And this is Kathy, my wife. Hello. Uh, we are walking to the movies to see Coco, the latest Pixar slash Disney animated feature with Currently our Currently
0: just at the top of the British movies charts this weekend um, It smashed through, we made £5 million
1: So what do you know about this? Because I, I don't really know much I saw a trailer a while ago There was a little boy, there was a guitar There was the Day of the Dead festival That's about all I know
0: I think that's all we need to know now. I know a bit more, but I won't spoil it. Um, So it's the first Pixar movie to have a Latino cast and a Latino star and um, to be set there, which is really cool. It's been really well received. where?
1: Is it Mexico? In Mexico,
0: yeah. And it's the highest ever um, grossing movie that's ever been released in Mexico. It's the most expensive movie ever made. Um, with an all-Mexican or all-Hispanic cast.
1: <laughs> you, you put a big pause after that. It's the most expensive movie ever made! <laughs> yeah. With an
0: all Mexican cast. Um, and to Pixar's credit, they really wanted to do this right. And you know how Pixar tends to have a primary director and then a less experienced co-director. That's kind of how they train up there. Yeah. Um. So this is directed by Lee Un- Uncrick. Go on, you can
1: do this. But it's oh,
0: co-directed by Adrian Molina, who is of Mexican descent. And Adrian Molina also contributed to the story um, and apparently helped them redraft it quite a lot. So they've really gone... You know, they've made an effort with this. They want to do it right. Apparently, it's very true to the heritage, and they've done their research. Um, I've read a couple of Hispanic um, film reviewers' review of it, and they've been very positive about it. So that's really good, because Pixar very rarely have when they depict children have depicted kind of non-white or um,
1: well hang on Um, Russell from Up yes is Asian
0: Brave has a female protagonist
1: Brave is is a Scottish she's Scottish She's, (laughs) she's ginger Um, Ginger
0: people aren't a But this is the first time they've done this culture. And also the first time in a while they've done a non-sequel, right? The last non-sequel was The Good Dinosaur, which we didn't think much of.
1: Uh, No, Inside Out. Same year.
0: Same year. Inside Inside Out Out was was good. Yeah, Inside Uh, Out was really good. Yeah,
1: Good Dinosaur came after was was pretty weak. Pretty weak. I thought.
0: Um, And this movie apparently has got really great songs. Um, So we should say it won the Best Animated Feature at the Golden Globes and at the Critics' Choice. And it was up for Best Song for Golden Globes, but um, was beaten by The Greatest Showman. Um, So I think it's going to be really fun. And actually, last time I went to the cinema, we're with our baby Oscar. We're going to a parent and baby screening. And last time we went to a parent and baby screening, there was a trailer for Coco. And I swear, like, he's only four and a half months. But he got really engaged with all the colour and the music. Amazing. So I think I'm really excited to bring him to a kid's movie. Um, And I'm excited to see this movie. I'm a big Pixar fan. And interestingly, this is the first host John Lasseter's scandal movie to be released and um, now he's not one of the primary figures in this movie but he he was involved in the production of this movie well of he would course. have
1: had creative control maybe exactly. de- maybe signing off decisions and all oh, that he would have
0: been i mean he was the head of the studio right yes. um so that luckily hasn't doesn't seem to have tainted the release of this because that would have been an awful shame given what they're doing with this yeah. movie um so yeah and then i have heard that before this movie when it was released in Mexico and in the States, there's a really long, like, twenty-minute Pixa- uh, Frozen short, which is apparently really terrible. So
1: terrible. Frozen's good, though.
0: Yeah, Frozen is good, but apparently this isn't. Um, oh, okay. So I hope we don't have to watch that because <laughs> it's uh, long enough in the cinema with the baby without tacking twenty minutes. We onto probably
1: it. will. Here we're here now. We're so here now. um All right, we'll talk to you on the uh, on the other side of Coco. Oscar's very excited. Yes.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: I know your great great grandpa. Mm.
0: I'll get you to him. What are you doing?
1: I'm walking like a skeleton.
0: No, skeletons don't walk like that. It's
1: how you walk.
0: No, I don't. When there's no one left in the living world who remembers you, you disappear from this world.
1: But you can change that. We gotta find my great great grandpa. You gotta do it by sunrise. What happens at sunrise? You'll be stuck here
0: forever. What?
1: I'm a big fan. (laughs) Never forget how much your family loves you. It's almost sunrise. One cannot deny who one is meant to be. Ah! (laughs) That's you! I am terribly allergic. But Dante doesn't have any hair. And I don't have a nose. And yet, here we are. Right, we're out of cocoa. We're walking home and it's... Oh, we're walking through puddles. That's Very mucky
0: and wet and a little bit windy.
1: Um... That oh that just floored me. That was devastating.
0: <laughs> at I one was... point Dave had to walk Oscar in the aisles cuz Oscar was crying and then I looked over and Dave was also crying. I was
1: crying more than Oscar. In the
0: aisles it was beautiful. They were was... crying for very different reasons. Oh my
1: god. I noticed my like my tears were like falling down on top of his head.
0: <laughs> it's not at all disturbing.
1: Cause... Oh that ruined me. Yeah. I don't know if I can even
0: Talk. Let's talk about it briefly. Um, and right. we saw when we came out um, that it's just been nominated for two Oscars. Yeah. Um, so, so best, best song and best, best animated, animated picture, picture, which is to be guests, really.
1: Um, uh, sorry, we're just crossing the road here. Um, so, let's give a very quick synopsis of the movie. Um, yes. We won't talk spoilers yet, we'll turn to Spoiler Street in a while. Yeah. So, the movie follows uh, Miguel, who's. Um, uh, little boy in Mexico uh, who lives in a family where music has been banned because his great great possibly great great great, great 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 grandfather, is two greats, um, was a musician and walked out on his great great grandmother. Um, so music has been banned for generations and he aspires to be a, uh, a musician.
0: And he's a fantastic guitar player for a 12 year old. Yeah, of course Beautiful. he is. Yeah. Uh, and
1: his hero is one of uh, the, the city's most famous musicians Ernesto de la Cruz yes uh, who's a bit of a legend um, and that, and that's so basically he then travels into um, the city of the dead to find his uh, his ancestors and that's yes. that's the movie um,
0: and to get his ancestors blessing so that he can play music yes
1: yeah, so what uh, what did you think of this
0: okay so I loved it um, I was really moved by it as well now yeah. before getting to spoilers go see this through, movie go see it um it was actually a bit of a slow burner for me. Um initially I thought okay, visually looked stunning, it's which beautiful. I knew from the trailers. Um really colourful and vibrant and Both funny. My, my Mexico <laughs>
1: City looks great. Um, it looks fabulous. The, day, the city of the dead looks great.
0: It's really beautiful. Um the really charming central character of Miguel. I love I mean Pixar always does such fantastic kid characters. Like, he's feisty, and he loves his family, and he loves music, and he's just really sweet. He's passionate. Yeah. Um, He's likeable. He's likeable. There's another character, Hector, who I loved, who I'll go into more details on, Spoiler Street. Um, I love that it was like a matriarchal family, so the grandmother was the centre of everything, ruled the roost.
1: There's a very beautiful opening sequence in which they sort of explain his family's history through... um, through paper or, or, or it's not a, not paper it's that sort of a, uh, it's those sort of cloth kind uh, of like
0: crepe paper or something yeah crepe yeah. paper but
1: anyway it was just it was ah, really gorgeous visually it's the, it's the kind of just little creative flourishes like that yeah that just it this, looks this so this cute this prime Pixar because movie, remember the good so dinosaur very,
0: we this is before we did the cinema so sadly you can't listen to our review but um, we both just thought it was such a dud visually remember we were like that was such an ugly it had a cool background but a really flat foreground of weird looking characters which the we were the problem into. with The
1: Good Dinosaur very quickly is um, it had photorealistic landscapes um,
0: with like 2D characters with, on top yeah with, yeah with
1: these sort of cutesy animated characters so that felt like a clash and also that world felt strangely hollow yeah like there was no depth to it whereas like in just one frame of this movie the, Im- the like there's so much going on the yeah. amount of colour and vibrancy. The
0: it's Good Dinosaur was basically from memory just the Lion King, but not as interesting.
1: That was a weak um, week.
0: And also I have more things here that I loved. Um, I love that the way Spanish is interspersed with no explanation and no subtitles and no you know, no need for kind of uh, what do I mean? Like they're not hammering in the point. They're just dusting through between Spanish and English. Which yeah is all what the characters are
1: do. sort of naturally bilingual. Yeah. Although I really on enjoy on that. that point um I do, I do kind of wish We were at the stage Where a movie A big budget movie Like this Could just be so confident Just to be in Spa- In the Spanish language Well it
0: could be Animation or, can be In any language um, of, No of course it yeah. can
1: But I'm saying We're clearly not At that stage yet And, and
0: But in- uh, tip, tip But in- Pixar Are an English Language company They produce For America That's their primary audience they're not I the know. ones who are going to make us a foreign language cartoon. I know. I
1: understand the, the, the business reasons. I understand the market reasons. This is owned by Disney. I completely un- I, I I respect the reasons, but we've made so many strides to the fact that there's an entire movie set in the Mexican culture with, uh, like, I mean, an entire Latino Disney voice actor. Sorry, an entire Disney movie. Yeah. The Latino voice actor celebrating that something this huge, global, um, movie. Why not just go one step further and have it in the Spanish language? And partly, I, I, it bothers me that uh, most audiences turn their noses up at foreign language movies. And that, that, that's, I think that is a fact. People don't like to read subtitles.
0: Well, it's just, it's subtitle. If, to be honest, if this had been made in Spanish, it would have been dubbed into English for us anyway, because animation so easily dubbed. So I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily... I see your point, but I don't think it would have mattered to us because, like, when we went to see My Life is a Courgette, we didn't watch it in French with subtitles. It was it was changed into English for us. Yeah. So animation's easily changed. Um, and then, interestingly, the music. So Remember Me, the song, which was nominated for the Golden Globe, and it lost out to the greatest showman, This Is Us. And so now having seen both movies, so considering myself a complete authority on these songs... I can't believe this this song didn't beat This Is Us. Now I haven't heard the other songs in the categories, but um or This Is Me, whatever the song from The Greatest Showman was. Because Remember Me is the emotional core of this movie and it's repeated throughout and it's so beautiful. Um and the song that won the prize This Is This Is Me or This Is Us, I can't remember which one it is, um, from The Greatest Showman is not actually the song at the core of that movie. There was another song. Um, that Hugh Jackman sang throughout that movie, which I had thought was the core, and I was really surprised afterwards to hear which song had won the Golden Globe. Um,
1: yeah, but when you're, when you're judging best song, are you judging it based on how it ties into a movie, or narratively what it means, or
0: or the song itself, or the song I don't itself know. and the oh, construction my, of the song? My also point know. is, "Remember Me" is better than the Greatest Showman song, like is way it? better. So, do you remember how the song goes?
1: Do I remember?
0: <laughs> do you remember? Um, I think remember it goes,
1: me. Uh, um, you don't remember me, do you? Is that it?
0: <laughs> no. It goes. Remember me when you hear a sack of oh. I Remember me. Something like that. It was so beautiful. Have just
1: serenaded a stranger? Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah. Look, there are my overall thoughts on it. But I was honestly a slow burner. There was about. There was probably about forty-five minutes where I thought, Yeah, I'm enjoying this, but I'm enjoying it more for the setting than the plot.
1: Yes. Okay. And then the, the
0: plot kicked in for me, which I'll speak to.
1: On the point of the plot, the um, anyone who's like very familiar with uh, movies in general or how screenplays work or how structure works, I think you probably won't be surprised no. by how this whole thing unravels. And in fact, Kathy picked the whole thing apart. Twenty minutes in, and whispered it to me, which I wasn't very pleased with because I hadn't got there yet. And yeah, the second you, always you said do it, I, that was like, to me. I was like, "Oh well, obviously it's that because that makes perfect sense."
0: You always do that to me, so I got my own. Back. Yeah, but anytime I do it
1: to you, you're like, "Don't ever do that again." <laughs> so what? You, it's like, and you also we're it. not
0: really obnoxious in the cinema, right? These parent baby cinemas have whole different set of rules. Upon um, they're lo- they're noisy, so you, you still can chat. talk too much. You can chat during those cinemas. You
1: still talk too much.
0: Um, but yeah, I would say it's funny thing because it is a kids movie so I thought actually the fact that the plot's a bit predictable doesn't really matter but often with Pixar they're directing it as much as to adults as they are to kids so I was a little bit surprised that the plot was that easy to pick apart I, I will say, though, I loved it at the end
1: I will say though that that's not to say that the, the plot isn't very well constructed because it really is it's just not uh, There's, there's, it's very conventional uh, the structure of this is kind of very um uh, predictable yeah. but but it's still as a story it's very well put together and as it unravels it's and beautiful. it hits all those emotional beats it's it's just elevated by the, the visuals the performances and it just packs of such an emotional uh, punch
0: and I think they put so much effort into the world building that the, the plot and they had an old plot I read that um, had actually been scrapped and they redid it again um, and so if this is actually the second draft of plot I wonder how the first one went but this was, oh, it's all in the world building and the music, but interestingly I loved, as I said, I loved Remember Me and I loved all the musical numbers but I didn't particularly notice the score despite the fact that one of your favourite composers did it Michael Cicchino, yeah, yeah I have to say the score went over my Nothing head Nothing
1: really landed for me, no, no. but uh, I think the songs were the standout um, On the on the point of the the world building um, or maybe we'll talk about that that in, in spoilers.
0: Will we just go to spoilers? Uh, up front, if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen to Spoiler Street, go and see it instead.
1: Yeah, just, yeah? just go see this movie. It's just beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: And you may guess the ending, but still don't listen to us first because it's still a beautiful ending. Oh,
1: it's, oh God, okay, okay. <laughs> um, right, we are turning on to... The street. muckiest spoiler street we've yeah. we've ever done. We're walking down by the Thames at the moment.
0: Very mucky. You may hear the um, the sound of the buggy on the ground, We're just adding some nice sound. Um.
1: Yeah. All right. So we are now officially in in Spoiler Street, and we can say that you know the name of this movie is Coco, and when you realise why, yeah, she, it's so she's beautiful. like she's like this great great this great grandmother has just been sitting there in in the background you kind of only introduced to her briefly and then you realise that she's the entire emotional core of yeah. the whole thing
0: we've been wondering like because I kept thinking until um, until I actually started watching this movie I always thought it was called Coco because that was a the boy's name Coco yeah and then when the movie started and he was called Miguel and he says this is my grandmother Coco again I just kind of went okay forgetting about the the name of the movie and it really just hits you right at the end it's it's her story And that's why the movie's called Coco, and that really sneaks up on you. Yeah, and so we need to speak about Hector, right? So basically, um, for anyone who's listening and hasn't seen the movie.
1: Why are you listening? We told you not to. Yeah, we told you not to, first of all. Go and watch the movie. Um,
0: So the little boy Miguel believes Ernesto to be his great, great, great grandfather and is searching for him in the land of the dead. However, Ernesto turns out to be a bit of a bad guy. Wait, they know all this? They've heard it. They know. No, I'm saying for someone who hasn't watched it. I just told them to go listen <laughs> okay. you people why are you yeah, why are still you here go and, and watch the movie out he actually stole the songs from Hector who turns out to be um, Miguel's grandfather which I guess really early on but, my, but Hector I love what they did with his character because without him changing how he acted he had a complete character arc um, which is really unusual usually usually you see a character in such a different light between the beginning and end of a movie because of something they do But in this movie, we saw him in a completely different light. Not through his actions, but through our understanding. So what appears to be at the beginning that he's just this... um comic relief character right he's trying to like get into sky so he can run across the bridge and see his living family and we just think he's this chancer he says he's a musician and he knows Ernesto we just think he's like bullshitter Um, his desperation comes across as like he's probably got some issues and is um, not a nice guy and he's like potentially a bad guy
1: yeah I totally thought he was comic relief. yeah and then at the
0: end he's actually you know he's Coco's father and he wrote Remember Me to sing to her every night when they were apart he would sing it and she would sing it and it was just so beautiful like this is
1: vintage like Pixar Pixar at its best and i like we saw it in up we've seen it at the end of toy story 3 which was the same director Leon crick um they set the groundwork with that flashback um, of him singing the song which by itself is oh just God. had me was in a dry tears. eye in the
0: house including wailing babies
1: and that they they set the groundwork up for that finale, and you you know it's coming. You just know. You, you knew. I mean,
0: the song has to be sung again. You knew
1: the second that happened that how where it was going and how it was going to play out. But oh my god, I could not that's so bear weird, it. Though. I was just in convulsions in the aisle, holding holding I don't my son and watching this and that's what's so beautiful about this movie because the themes are all about
0: family family and yeah. re- and
1: remembering and i think
0: yeah and like your family will live as long as you remember them whether or not they're with you or not which is such a gorgeous message for anyone but like also children what a
1: be- what a beautiful yeah. lesson for
0: particularly children how, mo-
1: how 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 what a beautiful way to sort of appreciate and understand mortality yeah uh, because and, and and i know a lot of this now to be fair they didn't create this that it's rooted in Mexican culture yeah and of course um, this
0: festival exists and people put pictures of their relatives up to remember them and they just incorporated that so cleverly because the in the movie it's if you can't um, cross over the bridge to the other side on the night of um, what's it called the night of the dead
1: day unless of the dead
0: unless your family has put a photo of you up on earth and, and that goes through like a photo scanning machine like in an airport which is quite funny like yeah. that's Honestly, for a Pixar movie, it was low on laughs. Um, It wasn't. Well,
1: I disagree. I got a few.
0: Yeah, but relative to other movies, like you mentioned, Toy Story and Up, it's not. It's not really. It's it's a lovely movie. I'm not criticising it, but it's not one of the funny ones. It's quite a serious movie, I think. And and it's dealing with a lot of issues. And it is actually PG. It's playful. Okay, we can agree. I'm just talking relative to other Pixar movies. Um, maybe
1: the comedy is, is more for children because it's a lot of slapstick yeah, it's and visual. hijinks. And yeah, like skeletons. Like skeletons' heads coming off. But it's off interesting. Did
0: you notice it's PG, not G? Um, and I think a lot of that might be the skeleton imagery, but also there is what I would have considered like a scene of peril for for um, Miguel. Um, and I can see how it wouldn't be maybe suitable for very young kids. Uh,
1: yes, and... Uh, in a way, it's constructed very much like Up was, in that there's this uh, hero character that they discover later in a different world, like the old man in Up, who turns out to be the villain. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities to the structure. I did
0: enjoy um, the villain. I really enjoyed him. I thought he was fantastic.
1: He was fun. And my favourite was Benjamin scene, Pratt, wasn't it?
0: I think so. Aside from the Remember Me um, sequence, which has just blew my mind... The other scene that I loved was um, when little Miguel and his, unbeknownst to him at the time, grandfather Hector, performed a musical number on stage in this talent competition and I just thought that was really fantastic looking and like really beautiful sounding.
1: I thought the way um, music was woven into this movie was very clever and touching um, and how music plays such an important part with memory and um, there's a lot of music therapy uh, used when it comes to treating Alzheimer's and dementia yeah. which, which you, you wouldn't expect um, an animated kids movie to deal with but it really does full on I mean that is what brings Coco back uh, yeah. that's what brings her memories back and the,
0: they really capture that, that visually because up until that point she hold on we're going to need a bit of a job here in the m- buggy through the oh smoke um, it's
1: the worst path. we're not doing this again
0: <laughs> no not on a wet day visually Coco goes from this what you would say is like a shrunken you know shell of a woman like in the corner of the room completely slumped over to visibly just lighting up she lights up the screen her whole family are like gaping in shock because you get the impression she hasn't really done that for years
1: you're gonna make me cry and then
0: they then the song kicks in and they sing it together and it's like this exactly what animation should be which is like visually and then with because I think the best animations are always the ones with music, visually and together with music, you just get this sublime moment, and it's just a medium perfect for that. That you know, you can't. I just don't think you can get in a live action no, the way you, can you get in an animation.
1: I'll tell you why this got to me on so many levels. Right, firstly, it, it's perfectly constructed to make you cry. As yeah. I said, they've set they've set the groundwork. They've got a beautiful song. It's the the perfect like emotional situation. But secondly, it. It digs deeper because, as I said, it's about ancestry. It's about your place in the world. Mm-hmm. It's about growing old. And I, I could, I was able to see myself as Miguel and as Coco. And I was holding my son. I was remembering my grandparents. Two of my grandparents have had dementia and have passed. And all of that, just like all those emotions, just came swirling back. And it was. It's very... Like, it was... I found it very profound. I yeah. was absolutely torn to shreds.
0: Aww. Um And that's what it... You know, that's the sign of a really beautiful family movie, which is what this is, that can be enjoyed by anyone.
1: It's superb. And yeah. I know it's, it, it, these movies can come under criticism. You mentioned it being PG for, you know, having quite potentially emotionally distressing scenes for children. And, and obviously we, were, we didn't have any children... It was babies who were under one and, and shitting and, and screaming and all the adults. But I think these things are Im- important to help kids understand their place in the world and how life and death works.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I'm about to sneeze. Oh, I
1: thought you were about to cry. <laughs> no. Um,
0: um, but I what I love about it is it's not talking... It's talking death in very nice terms which is that they're still around you as spirits and they're still there for you as long as you remember them and that's just like a lovely message.
1: Now however once I started once we came out of this and I sort of uh, gathered my senses and started actually thinking about how this city of the dead would work it kind of uh, it kind of falls apart so some of them were like obviously it has to be sort of simple world building but I found it slightly disturbing that there's still a class divide in the afterlife did you find that like there's this guy who's a celebrity who's living in literally in like an ivory palace well that's because he said he
0: gets all these um People in, their, in, in the live world leave him all these gifts that translate over to the world of the dead. Yeah,
1: so basically, what? He's still earning a fortune in there. Oh, yeah. And then you the characters like Hector, and at one stage he visits the slums of the people who've been forgotten. Like, I found that, if you actually unpick that, like people die and then go to this afterlife where, hey, um, you continue to be either dirt poor or mega well, yeah, rich. Yeah, it was like, if no like, one remembers
0: you, forget about it, man, which is really sad because if you, you could picture a situation where you were like, I don't know like an only child and you'd no relatives and I'm talking now if you're a little kid and you could think wait what if that happens to me like I could die and no one would remember me well, but I don't think a kid would probably pull that out of it but it was it is like I guess they just basically made it reflective of of the real world but just in the city of the dead and we have to talk about the love story the way Hector and Coco's great great or Miguel's great great grandmother in the end are Reunited mother, yeah. I loved that I thought that was really sweet
1: yeah that was nice yeah um one thing that the whole thing reminded me of was Grim Fandango. It's a PC game in the 90s by um, uh, the guys who did Monkey Island. It was in a click click adventure game. Amazing game. But like great, again, very similar. Uh, it's set in the City of the Dead uh, and it's sort of a detective mystery and it looks very much like this i wonder um, i mean
0: i'm sure a 90s video game looks slightly less good than this new <laughs> pixar movie <laughs> well, <obviously laughs> it's the, the, the
1: graphics are a, a little more polished Yeah. In this one um on the on the whole um you know progressiveness of this and i do think it is it's it's a massive step forward and we're just a step in the right direction to but there was i do remember reading about some controversy around disney and this movie because they tried to copyright the phrase uh, Dia de los Muertos. Oh yes, I
0: heard about that. Use, I read that too. To
1: use on merchandise. It's like, <laughs> like, Disney,
0: please. Like, do you have to be so culturally stupid? <laughs> it's just stupid anyway. You can't.
1: That I'm, is literal cultural yeah. appropriation. That's like we are going to buy
0: yeah, the rights
1: to your to your culture. Like yeah. now, uh, now uh, uh, they came under such fire that they they backed down well they wouldn't uh,
0: get it like you can't you can't copyright something like that it's bullshit it's like like
1: if suddenly 20th 20th Century Fox bought St. Patrick's Day
0: I know yeah it makes no sense Um, and it is interesting we did see um, pop up pretty early on in the credits after the directors and writers was executive producer John Lasseter so I wonder what apparently he's only on a six month break from um, Pixar and Disney for his behaviour but I wonder if he'll ever come back again and if he'll because there's such a long reach of those movies right they work like five years out his name's going to be cropping up for quite some time on those movies yeah. whether or not he stays um, so that's interesting but i think yeah we should wrap this up wholehearted endorsement from both of us big 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 improvement on um, the good dinosaur which was their last one and i'm also just really glad that they're doing an original movie again now i hope they don't make a sequel to this i want them to keep doing original movies and not just more cars movies well, Which there's we going to go be
1: like this is, but this is the since Disney bought them uh, whatever 5 years ago for 6 billion dollars or whatever. That's the nature of this business. There for every for every original idea you're going to get two sequels now.
0: Yeah. Oh, and speaking of sequels, we didn't mention um The Frozen short, uh, aka the 20-minute Frozen thing was luckily not in front of our movie, but because they I don't know if it was just the cinema we went to decided not to screen it or if it's not being screened in the UK at all. Um, but, it, but then we didn't get a nice actual Pixar short, which is what I love yeah, at the start of those, those Pixar movies. Um, so I guess they listened to the complaints of people, um, particularly in Mexico, who were going to see Coco, a movie about their own culture, and instead had to watch a 20-minute Frozen short about two white girls singing at each other, which was just not what you know people were going to see. Um, so it's a shame though because one of my favourite things of the Pixar's is is always to see the little shorts beforehand Um, right. yeah so that's it loved it Um, happy to be at the cinema again together
1: let us know yes I know it's been ages Um, (laughs) Oscar's awake hello Uh, let us know what you thought of Coco uh, what you think of Pixar in general we're at the cinema on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram Uh, please if you enjoyed this um, head to at the Apple Podcasts app or uh, whatever you're listening to this on and subscribe to us if you haven't already or, or, or just leave us a review you don't have to write anything you can just tap the tap the stars
0: yes um, and we're on the Acast network so you can find us there if you have the Acast app and mainly we just want you to go and see Coco because it's really nice yes and oh no, we but should do a you- poll if people prefer Remember Me or The Greatest Showman song or if you care at all
1: Right, we'll do that. Yes. Is that the third option? Yeah. Do you care at all? (laughs) Do you care at all? Uh, That'll be on our Twitter page uh, as soon as you are hearing this.
0: Okay, bye.
1: All right, bye everyone.
0: Remember me Though I have to say goodbye Remember me
1: Don't let it make you cry For even if I'm far away I hold you in my heart i <laughs>